G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. This thing called church, it's a strange sort of animal. What it is, or at least the way we see it, has changed a bit over the years. And while sometimes we might think of it as a building or an institution, it's really neither of those things. It's a community, and a community requires commitment. I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to A Different Perspective today as we continue with the next message in this series called The Problem with Church Is. Have you noticed the more money people earn, the more choices we have, and the more choices we have, the busier we are at work and with the kids and, and we get tired. And so these days, getting a sense of community is really hard. There are lots of lonely people around the country and around the world And yet God has this plan for his family. God God has a plan that his family should get together and be a family. And that plan is called church. Now, for a lot of people, church is a four-letter word. A lot of people are, are browned off with church. They've tried it. They've had enough. People are starting to write textbooks about this huge number of Bible-believing Christians who've decided they're not doing church anymore. And for someone who hasn't come to faith in Jesus Christ yet... The whole notion of church is old-fashioned, out of date and irrelevant. So church gets a lot of bad press. Yet God writes himself in Psalm 68 and verse 6, it says, God sets the lonely in families. So God has a plan for his children, for his people, to be part of a family, and that family, by and large, is called church. Now, our society is struggling with having a sense of community. Just out there, every day in life, lots of people are struggling to connect with one another, and a lot of people never do. A lot of people feel very lonely. And to tell you the truth, in a lot of quarters, the church is struggling as well to create a sense of community. So often, churches come up with programs. You know, they they have this program for the youth, and they do all these programs. It's almost like they're going to McChurch, you know. It's it's two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on a sesame seed bun approach to church where you kind of ground through the mill. Community is about relationships. Community is about, well, it's organic, isn't it? It's naturally people getting together, getting on with one another, living with one another as a family, helping one another, compensating for one another. I was reading something that a man by the name of Malcolm Langford wrote. He's a lawyer and a musician. He wrote this. He said, I have a dream of a Christian community that when I entered, you were excited to see me. When I revealed my wounds, you held me close. When I lost my job, you paid my rent. When I needed a home, you became my family. When I followed billboards, you led me to the cross. When I ran after many loves, you opened my eyes to the lover. When I was self-absorbed, you taught me to love the broken. When I hurt others, you showed me the struggle for justice. When I destroyed everything, you helped me to create beauty. When I let you see my true self... You celebrated my journey, and when one day heaven's glories opened to call me home, I was torn. 
That's a beautiful passage, isn't it? That's a beautiful verse. It's a beautiful picture of what Christian community should be like. But sadly, a lot aren't. Sadly, a lot of people who attend churches with the right intention, the intention of worshipping God, the intention of hearing his word proclaimed, the intention of being part of the family, it doesn't happen. Where they love and they're loved, where they're supported and they support, where they're cared for and they care for other people. People go to church with that intention, yet so many churches struggle in this area of community. After all, if a church isn't a family, if a church doesn't provide community, well, we might as well all just stay home and listen to sermons on the radio or the CD. It's great, but it doesn't help us be part of a family. I would strongly encourage you, if you are struggling with church, you hang in with us this week on the program and again next week because I believe that God wants us to flourish in the house of the Lord. Churches can do programs. They can do ministry activities. We can do all that stuff till we're blue in the face and yet still not build community and relationships. Community. Well, community is the Holy Spirit stirring our hearts and moving our hands, you and me. And this week, in this series of messages looking at flourishing in the house of the Lord, we look at some of the key impediments to that sense of community. We're going to name them, identify them, and I pray help remove them. The first of those is the impediment of commitment. When you think of a relationship as a relationship between two people matures, it moves from being casual to ultimately becoming a relationship of commitment. Marriage is like that. Boy meets girl, they're attracted to one another, they might date, they might stop dating, they might date again, and progressively they go through a process of greater and greater commitment of becoming engaged, spending time in engagement, and then becoming married. And the whole marriage thing is supposed to be a lifelong commitment to one another. And as that commitment begins with marriage, so the relationship deepens and matures, that's God's plan. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. I know that half of almost all marriages end in divorce, but God's plan is of a mature relationship between a man and a woman as husband and wife. Now, in the New Testament, the word church, well, there are two words for it. One is the Greek word ecclesia. Now, I don't normally talk Greek words, but this is important. One is the Greek word ecclesia. It literally means an assembly. I guess that's what we do on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings when the church meets together. It's the word that we get ecclesiastic from. But the second word, the second word for church in the New Testament is koinonia. It means a fellowship. It comes from a group of words that have a root meaning to share something in common. You can go to Ecclesia, you can meet together on Sunday, more as an assembly, have zero commitment, but you can't do that with Koinonia Church, a fellowship church, without commitment being the foundation of the relationship. Now, you might well say, oh, I'm committed to church, I think. Well, let's have a read of what God says in Psalm 92, verse 12 to 14. If you've got a Bible, grab it and open it up. This is a great passage. He says this, The righteous flourish like a palm tree and a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord and they flourish in the courts of our God. In old age, they will still produce fruit. They will always be green and full of sap, showing that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. The plan for us is that we should be like the trees, the cedars of Lebanon, like the palm trees, planted in the house of the Lord, 
flourishing. The problem is that these days we want to be pot plant Christians. We don't want to put our roots down in the house of the Lord. We, we don't want to be part of a fellowship so much. We want to say, well, you know, I'm a Christian and I don't need those other Christians. They're a pain in the neck half the time. So this is what I'll be. I'll be a pot plant Christian. In my pot, I'll be protected. I won't get hurt. I won't be disillusioned. Maybe you've been through that in the past in a church and you've had enough. The hurt's never gone, and and so you've put yourself in a pot instead of a forest. You put yourself in a pot instead of the house of the Lord where you're supposed to flourish. You put a pot in the wind, and it dries out and it blows over. Ultimately, you put a pot out there in the weather, and the chances are the tree will die. To flourish means to grow well, to thrive, to luxuriate, to be at a time the highest productivity and excellence and influence. And my hunch is that it's not up to us to transplant ourselves from one church to another. You've probably heard that term going church shopping. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 3 says this, We are trees of righteousness, the plantings of the Lord. God plants us where he wants us. He means for us to be committed and he means for us to flourish in the house of the Lord. Before I go, I'd like to tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. Printed or digital, both of those are completely free. It's God's word fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh Devotional sign-up waiting there for you. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh Devotional. The website and toll-free number again are freshdevotional.org or 1300 722-415. Head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. I'm Bernie Diet. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.